Good morning, everyone. I'm Beth Rooney. I'm the Assistant Director for the Port Department of the Port Authority of New York and New Jersey. I apologize for being late this morning, um, but as I, I'm sure some folks will, will speak about later, we recently announced the creation of a marine highway um, alliance, and I think the transportation problems that I had uh, getting here this morning from the World Trade Center uh, certainly speak to the need for moving people and goods around the uh, five boroughs uh, by water because it took me an hour and 20 minutes from the World Trade Center. So, <laughs> so I'm just going to speak uh, very brief briefly this morning, I think, to help set the context for uh, the panels that will follow this morning on uh, some of the container trade, the bulk, the auto, and possibly a little bit about the, the cruise trade. But I think it's safe to say, um, really just to set the context, that the port is booming. Um, the Port of New York and New Jersey is doing remarkably well uh, this year. It is, uh, follows on two years of, of strong growth. And what was in 2015 a double-digit growth in the Port of New York and New Jersey that was quite frankly, hard to sustain, uh, but, but was actually doable. So what we've seen in 2018 uh, so far is month over month uh, growth that exceeds the previous uh, year, 2017. And we're looking, in terms of a, a year to date, we're looking at volumes that are over uh, 2017 in the area of about 7% on the container, uh, containerized trade. Unlike other ports, I think that uh, some other ports in the United States this year have been experiencing a decline in containerized uh, volume as a result of the tariff um, concerns, tariff uh, wars. We have not seen a decline uh, yet as a result of the tariff wars, and quite frankly, we don't really expect to see any. Um, most of the cargo that, uh, while China represents about a third, if not a little bit more, of our cargo, uh, we have not uh, seen a remarkable decline uh, or change in the Chinese market, but instead we have seen an increase uh, in cargo that's being traded with Spain, um, India, Vietnam, and Singapore. Uh, so with, with all of that uh, increase in cargo, again, we're seeing um, year-to-date uh, just about 7% um, increase. At the same time, as our container volume is going strong, our uh, volumes in vehicle traffic remain strong as well. Uh, year-to-date, we're up in vehicle traffic by 3.6%. And in the cruise traffic, we're up as well. And uh, finally, in the bulk commodities, while we do not handle any of the petrochemical um, trades, we are handling a number of the bulk uh, commodities like salt, uh, Belgian block, uh, scrap metal. Scrap metal that in the past may have been going to China is now going predominantly to Turkey. Uh, so the supply chain is um, fixing itself and reacting and responding to what's going on in global trade and alternative uh, suppliers or alternative destinations uh, have, been, have been identified. It's important to note since the last time uh, we were here last year, 
When we were here last year, we were talking about uh, what was then the most recent completion of the Bayonne Bridge, the Bayonne Bridge Navigational Clearance Project uh, that was com completed last June and celebrated in September of 2017 with the arrival of the CMA CGM Teddy Roosevelt. Uh, that was a 14,414 um, TEU class vessel, the largest ever to call at that point on the US East Coast. The Teddy Roosevelt and um, I hate, hesitate to say her sisters uh, because they're all named after uh, US presidents. Uh, but her sisters, John uh, and Teddy and uh, Franklin, are all uh, now calling uh, the U.S. East Coast at 14,400 Ts. There has been an increase in services, containerized services, again, coming to the U.S. There are uh, three or four new services, depending on how you count those services. Uh, we've seen the consolidation of the ocean carriers um, continuing to consolidate the lines, consolidate the services, consolidate the routes. So whereas uh, two or three of the alliance partners um, may have been calling the same string of ports, now they're reducing those and those uh, carriers are calling those uh, same strings perhaps uh, just two times. Uh, with that, we've seen the rationalization of ocean carriers calling New York and New Jersey uh, now upwards of 78% of the time. So of the U.S. East Coast services, 78% of the time those ocean carriers are coming to New York and New Jersey first. And depending on the class of the vessel, the size of the vessel, they're dropping anywhere between 45 and 70% of the vessel's capacity here in New York and New Jersey. So it's not unusual now for us to see lifts at our larger container terminals upwards of the 11,000, 12,000 uh, lifts or exchanges at a time. So that um, is significant. And I'm very happy to say that our terminal operators have been able to handle, to date, these surges uh, of activity without uh, much concern uh, whatsoever. A number of uh, things continue. Uh, favorably in, in being able to handle this volume that we're talking about. Across the board, the container terminals are all investing, continue to invest heavily in new cargo handling equipment, in uh, new gate systems, in new terminal operating systems. Any and all of the areas that the terminal operators can invest in order to make the terminals more efficient and more productive and provide a higher level of customer service and throughput for the customers, uh, the terminal operators are committed to doing so. We are nearing the completion of a 30-year master plan. That 30-year master plan is doing what uh, my predecessors, actually I, I was a part of it, you know, 20 years ago, 25 years ago, we were thinking about what was life going to be like in 2015, 16, 17, and what did we need to do in order to prepare for that time frame. That was the beginning of what became our 50-foot harbor deepening project, what became the investment in our on-dock rail facilities, uh, new roadways, roadway capacity, the raising of the Bayonne Bridge. So today, in 2018, we're thinking about what will life look like in the Port of New York and New Jersey in you know, 2025, 2035, 2045. And through our port master plan that we anticipate 
uh, rolling out on a select basis to the stakeholders that we had engaged in the um, market analysis and data collection phase, we expect by the end of next month we will be rolling that back out on a limited basis to those partners that we had engaged with to kind of just check and do a reality check to make sure that we got everything correctly. But we are looking at a potential market growth of anywhere doubling to tripling our container volume. So by 2046, 2047, we anticipate upwards between 12 to 17 million TEUs will be moving through the Port of New York and New Jersey. How do we anticipate doing that? That's all about what we're gonna do in terms of the investment that we and our terminal operators will make in the future in order to handle that. Not a lot of place to grow, um, not a lot of, of empty land available near the waterfront so that we can um, continue to expand those facilities or create new facilities. So we have to use the facilities that we have in a better, smarter, more efficient way. Today, our container terminals on average are operating, uh, let's say between 10 and 12 hours a day, just five days a week. Uh, part of our future and the ability to handle that capacity uh, and that demand is going to come from longer hours. Uh, the efficiencies that we will see gained from appointment systems, and I'm sure uh, Bob will talk about the appointment system, at least that's in place at GCT Bayonne today. We anticipate next year having that uh, same or a similar appointment system rolled out, at least in two other um, container terminals. We're talking to the warehouse and distribution centers in terms of how do we make the supply chain more efficient and how do we ensure that the entire supply chain can handle these longer hours and that there is in fact a place for these containers uh, to move if we are operating on a second shift or potentially uh, on a Saturday or Sunday. It also begs the question to say, should we be operating today at six o'clock in the morning until five, six, seven o'clock at night when everyone else is commuting, as I just experienced? And maybe we should be operating, you know, a little bit more in the off hours, you know, where we're starting at three or four o'clock in the morning and we can get the first slug of containers in or out before the commuters are on the road. Um, we've talked briefly, I talked briefly in the beginning about the Marine Highway. Uh, we really believe that the time has come for the Marine Highway uh, to uh, grow its legs in the Port of New York and New Jersey, both within the region and to uh, other North Atlantic or Mid-Atlantic uh, ports, and I don't want to steal the thunder that I'm sure is, is going to come uh, from Ryan and Mike. The last thing that I would say as we look at this is we need to consider, and it's a little bit um, outside of the Port Authority's uh, area of responsibility with the exception of potentially the port facilities that are gonna be used for it. But there's quite a bit of development going on now in terms of offshore wind and offshore wind capabilities. And both the New York governor and the New Jersey governor have set goals for the short term in terms of 2025 and 2030 in terms of the capabilities of how much energy will be supplied by the offshore wind uh, industry. Our port facilities in New York and New Jersey are ripe to be used to support this development that's going on from New England down uh, to Baltimore. So there's a plenty of discussion that's going on in terms of the facilities and how they will be used. And that, too, will change things 
uh, in the North Atlantic, uh, in New, New York and New Jersey. When we think about uh, a third of our home's energies being supplied not by fossil fuel but by alternative fuels, when we think about the move towards electrification of vehicles, uh, electrification of trucks, those types of things are all going to change the way that our industry and our lives uh, operate in the future, and those are all part of uh, what we're considering now in terms of being prepared with the future. So uh, since I'm so late, I will give up my last minute um, and thank you uh, all for coming uh, today, coming to be a part of this important dialogue, and I um, look forward to hearing what my colleagues have to say in terms of uh, the rest of the presentations this morning, particularly on the container trade. So thank you all.